1: This is God's Truth in Action. And welcome to another edition of your uh, program. I'm your host, Pastor John Kane. Today with us on the program, we've got the Reverend Dr. Terry Tiemann. He's with the Transforming Churches Network. Welcome to the program, Terry. Thank you, John. It's good to be with you today. So after we've all experienced COVID and all of the changes that broke uh, into our world, and uh, it slowed down a lot of contacts that we had with people, and and that's not the only thing it slowed down. For many people, it slowed down our faith walk and our Christian development. Tell us a little bit about what you do with the Transforming Churches Network.
0: Well, I'm the executive director for Transforming Churches Network and have been for a number of years. I'm also a parish pastor in Memphis, Tennessee at Grace Celebration Lutheran Church, So the church is kind of my laboratory, if you will, for developing new discipleship processes and ways to interact with people in the community. So what we've really seen is that people are really very open these days to spiritual questions. And uh, even longtime Christians want to grow in their faith and what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ and how they can share the gospel with others. So, really, it's a a great time in in a lot of ways.
1: Well, let's uh, define discipleship here a little bit, if you would.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and there's lots of definitions out there. Uh, The one we like to use is uh, a disciple is certainly a follower and particularly a follower of Jesus Christ, who is going to be obedient to the master and share what he or she has learned with others. So you need to be following the master, but then also sharing and replicating what you've learned with other people. That's really what a disciple is all about. So you've worked on a process
1: to to put this into practice you talk about that?
0: Yes, thank you. Uh, This is something that we've been working on for a long time. Certainly, discipleship isn't new. I mean, uh, Jesus told us to go and make disciples. So, there's been discipleship processes uh, around for 2,000 years. And so, what we've tried to do is replicate what Jesus himself did. And it's kind of counterintuitive to what a lot of churches do uh, in modern times, uh, churches often like to implement programs and, and train everybody and, and make a big splash. Jesus didn't do it that way. He started with a very small group of people. You know, he had an inner circle of, of three disciples, Peter, James, and John, and then he uh, expanded that. He had uh, 12 close disciples or followers. That expanded to 70 that he sent out and then there were 120 in the open uh, in the upper room and there were 3000 on Pentecost and 5000 you know it expanded uh, over time so that's really our approach uh, as well is start with a very small group of people spend a lot of time with them and live life together in a lot of ways uh, train them and then immediately they could share what they've learned with others. And, and we've seen that in other countries. A, a lot of what we do was actually developed first in other countries uh, like China and India, uh, countries in Africa and, and, and so forth. And and they have a much more relational culture in many ways than we do in the United States. But uh, that's really what works best is establishing that relationship, that close relationship With another person, especially uh, a new convert, and then just showing them by what you say and by what you do what it means to be a follower of Jesus.
1: So I'm wondering who recognizes they need this process? I mean, does it start out at a congregational level or does it start out with an individual say, hey, I, I sense I need to grow?
0: Well, really both, but we generally find that it's a pastor or maybe a lay leader in a congregation that really sees the need because, you know, maybe their church is struggling in reaching new people with the gospel, or perhaps uh, personally they've struggled on how to do this uh, effectively. So, that's usually where we start is is with a pastor or a lay leader, and we train them and show them how they can do this same thing with their whole congregation. So. How did
1: you develop this process? Is it uh, trial and error in your own congregation, or h- how did this come about?
0: Well, we do some trial and error. Uh, like I said before, our my, my church here is kind of a laboratory, so we, we try everything here first to make sure it works, uh, but uh, we, we actually learn from those that were effective in other places. So originally uh, kind of the father of the modern disciple making movement process was a man by the name of Ying Kai uh, in China about 25 years ago. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he, I believe he's uh, living in the Houston, Texas area uh, now. Uh, he's, he's not allowed to go back to China because he made such an uh, impact for the gospel there. Um, I'm not sure I can even say his name. Uh, might have to edit that out. I'm not sure if uh, it's dangerous for him, uh, for his name. I think it's pretty well known. So, um, anyway, uh, he started a, a movement uh, in China about 25 years ago with over uh, 2 million uh, individuals being baptized uh, uh, over about a 20 year period of time. And there were a, a number of people from the West who studied that and uh, they brought it here to the United States. Uh, a couple of men that I've learned from. uh, One is Curtis Sargent, uh, who was with the uh, International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention uh, for a number of years. Uh, And uh, then uh, another man by the name of Gary Stump, uh, who's in Fishers, Indiana. And uh, he he has uh, implemented this process in his church. And so uh, we learn from uh, men like that. Uh, and uh, kind of uh, then put it into uh, a context that uh, we thought would be appropriate for uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, also since I'm a, a Lutheran pastor uh, with the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, uh, something that also fits into the context of uh, our doctrine and practice, and that's how we developed what we call the discipleship journey. So it's really built on the, on the shoulders and expertise of others, but then also uh, tested in local contexts. So and now we have a number of uh, churches across the country that are using it.
1: So what are some of the steps of this process?
0: Well, we try and keep it very simple. So the, the first step really is to train as many people as you can. And so we have a booklet called The Discipleship Journey, and uh, that's available, of course, uh, through our website, which is uh, tcnprocess.com. And so uh, it's just a little booklet, it's about 30 pages long with eight sessions in it. And so the idea is that you train the saved in order to reach the lost. And so those eight sessions are the training, and uh, you do it one on one or uh, in a small group. And so we start with the assurance of salvation because uh, when we get to session five in our process, um, we're going to train people to actually share the gospel using something developed by the navigators years and years ago called the bridge. And uh, so you share the gospel with an individual. If that person professes faith in Christ then you invite them right away to uh, learn more and uh, start following Jesus with you. And so you take them through this little booklet called The Discipleship Journey, beginning with the assurance of salvation. And then you go on to baptism and prayer and Bible study and, and all the the essentials of what it means to be a disciple.
1: So what what do you mean by the gospel? Give us a definition of
0: Great. Yeah. Well, the the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ, that he lived a perfect life in our place. He died to pay for our sins. He rose again. He's alive today. And whoever believes that will receive forgiveness, life, and salvation.
1: Very good. How how long does this process take? I mean,
0: is there a set time limit or is this open-ended? It's it's open ended. Uh, There is as far as the training. There's eight sessions in the discipleship journey, and uh, that can be done weekly. It could be done daily, if uh, a new disciple wants to meet with you every day. You could do it uh, in eight days, but usually we do it weekly, and so it takes eight weeks to go through the initial training. And then we transition into a Bible study called "Through the Bible," that actually takes the new disciple through the entire Bible in eight sessions, if you can believe that. <laughs> but we we have four sessions in the Old Testament, four in the New. That it just gives them an overview, right, of the entire Bible, and then uh, we have a uh, a study on the on the Gospel of Mark. So they they get those uh, New Testament. Uh, background of, of Jesus' life and teaching. And then we usually recommend Romans, but really you can go anywhere from there. So eight weeks is the uh, basic training. Then there's an eight-week uh, training with, uh, through the Bible. And really after that, you can go wherever you want. But of course, as you know, discipleship is a lifelong process, but uh, our training process is eight to 16 weeks, if you go every week.
1: So what have some of your participants said and done? Have you Do you have any uh, success stories that would kind of uh, explain what this process is and what a difference it makes?
0: Yes, uh, there there's lots of people that have been through this, and it has tremendously uh, impacted their life. Uh, I'll share one story with you. So this this woman, uh, was struggling with uh, addiction and uh, just uh, family issues and had uh, lived a, a difficult life in many ways. And uh, she actually uh, first was introduced to the gospel at a funeral uh, and uh, heard, heard the gospel message preached at a funeral uh, for one of her relatives and uh, then started through the discipleship process, and uh, now not only has her life completely turned around, uh, she's been sober now for, I believe, uh, over a year, And but she has now brought uh, at least three people that I know of to Christ, and she is discipling them, and of course, what we would expect and hope to happen next is those three people would also then begin discipling someone as they have opportunity. So that's the way the process works.
1: Yeah, a guy can make a change on you know, Scatty. Uh, yes, you. Wonder, wonderful. So uh, you have a conference coming up. Let's let's talk about that a little bit.
0: Yes, uh, thank you. We we sure do. Uh, this is we call it our third annual conference, but because of COVID. I think it's actually the uh, five years ago that we started. So we're having our third annual conference five years (laughs) after we we originally started. Uh, But yes, this will be uh, uh, April 21 and 22 in Memphis, Tennessee at my uh, home church, which is Grace Celebration Lutheran Church. And uh, so we are going to be having uh, just some wonderful, world-class speakers. Uh, one of them is Lee Wood. And uh, Lee studied under Curtis Sargent that I mentioned earlier. And so Lee has uh, is actually the founder or co-founder of One Body Church. And uh, if people are interested and want to look that up, just uh, go to One, uh, the number one body church. Um, I think it's org. Uh, and, and you can see their website. But uh, Lee started uh, disciple making movement in Tampa, Florida, and they now have uh, over 100 churches in their house church network. And so he's going to be our main speaker, and he's going to share seven principles of uh, starting a disciple making movement, and, and also kind of his system for discipling people which is uh, very similar to ours, but uh, uh, just has a little little bit different uh, twist to it. So um, we'll have him on Friday. And also my daughter-in-law, uh, Emma Tiemann, is going to be doing a session on worship and discipleship, because especially once you start uh, grouping people together in congregations um, uh, on a corporate uh, you know, worship level, Uh, There's some things that you can do that uh, are very important for the discipleship process. So she will be one of the presenters. And then on Saturday, uh, we're going to have as our main presenter, uh, Pastor Greg Burse, who is out of uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, and has the fastest growing Lutheran church uh, in the Mid-South District, uh, which is Arkansas, Tennessee, and Southwest Kentucky. And he's going to be talking about uh, what God is doing uh, through his ministry. I think everybody's pretty uh, familiar with the Asbury revival. Well, there's some other revival movements that are happening, and there's one in Hot Springs. And uh, Pastor Burris will talk about uh, that and what's happening uh, there. Uh, and and a, a big part of that is uh, a healing ministry that they have started. And, and so he'll be sharing. Uh, what they do in their healing ministry and and how churches might, uh, you know, get something like that started in their own area. So we're very excited about this. That's great.
1: We're talking with the uh, Reverend Dr. Terry Tiemann. He's the executive director of Transforming Churches Network. Uh, We'll come back to Terry in just a moment. First, I'd like to uh, point our listeners to uh, this radio program's uh, website, elmhouston.org org and there on our website you can find out more about us and you can find some uh, past programming if you'd like to listen to that you can also find ways to uh, jump to our uh, Facebook and YouTube and Twitter accounts from that elmhouston.org website Or you can also find ways to support our ministry. All of our on-the-air hosts are volunteers, so you can be sure that uh, your money goes far to help us to purchase radio airtime and uh, share the good news of the gospel. Not only that, but talk to interesting folks who've got uh, uh, interesting ways of sharing the gospel and and helping us do so. Uh, So we're coming back to you, Terry. Talking about the ways that uh, that you share the gospel and you encourage other people to share the gospel, how would an individual um, know if perhaps they would benefit from from a training like yours?
0: Any follower of Jesus would benefit from this if they're interested in being more effective in making disciples. Now, Jesus told us we're supposed to go and make disciples, right, of all people, wherever we go, whatever situation we find ourselves in. But many of us are either reluctant or afraid to do that. And part of the reason is because, well, we, we think we don't have the training uh, or, or this is only for pastors or people who have the gift of evangelism. But uh, we all know people that need the gospel. We all know uh, yeah, no people that, that need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ or they're going to spend eternity separated from the love of God. So anybody who knows someone that needs Jesus would benefit from this process because it gives people an opportunity to share the gospel in a natural way that's not threatening to them or the person they're sharing with. And it really begins with prayer. And this is a spiritual process. So one of the things we do to equip people is simply give them something called a 10 most wanted card. And all you do is you write down the, the people in your life, you know, that you want to become closer to Christ. You write down their names, you put it in your wallet, your purse, tape it to your refrigerator, put it put it in your Bible, you know, someplace where you're going to see it on a regular basis, and you pray for these folks, and the spirit works. God starts placing these people in your life in such a way that they literally ask you (laughs) about Jesus, or or about something spiritual, or maybe about the church. Uh, We call these turtles on a post. So I don't know if you've ever seen a turtle on a post, John. I I, I never have. they don't get up there by themselves. <laughs> Somebody put them there, right? Right, right. He places people in our lives. When, when we pray about this, he'll answer that prayer. He'll place them in our life, kind of like, uh, you know, teeing it up, if you will. Yeah. And all you have to do is be prepared then to, to, to give the hope that you have uh, in Jesus. And that's where the training comes in. We train people on how to do that.
1: Some people call those divine appointments when God sets our agenda for us and makes those uh, uh, opportunities for us. And we pray He gives us the right words to share at the right time. So uh, you have a website. Uh, do you have uh, resources on that website that people could check out?
0: We, we do, John. We have the uh, so we have the discipleship journey booklet, and of course, uh, the more you uh, purchase, the cheaper they are, and what. We recommend, of course, is as people go through the training that congregations keep these on hand. That's what we do at our church. We just put a pile of them uh, in the lo- in the uh, lobby, so as as people have opportunity, you know, they give these to the people they're discipling. And we always say, well, you need to give two, because one for the person you're discipling, and then one for the person that they're going to disciple, right? Because they they need to have one uh, as well. Uh, also the the through the Bible booklets are available through our website. Uh, I've written another book called Hinges, and it's more of a revitalization process uh, for for churches. and we have a number of resources available for revitalization and renewal as well. and they're they're all available uh, on our website.
1: Well, in a world that has so many uh, anxieties and threats and worries, it's uh, it's encouraging to have that uh, otherworldly hope that comes through Christ, Christ alone, and to be able to share that with people. uh, There's such a hunger right now for uh, things that we can hug, hold on to, and uh, certainly the love of God uh, does that. One more time, give us your uh, website.
0: It is uh, www.tcn, which stands for Transforming Churches Network, Process. So TCNProcess.com. Very good. Well, um, Terry,
1: thank you for spending some time with us today and uh, encouraging our listeners in this way that, uh, you know, with uh, Christ, there is life and there is hope. And uh, using this process, there's also some growth, uh, allowing room for the spirit to nurture us and grow us into greater effectiveness. Join us again real soon for another edition of Engaging Truth goodbye thank you for listening to this broadcast of engaging truth be sure to join us each week at this time to help support our ministry contact evangelical life ministries post office box 568 cypress texas 77410 or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on facebook at evangelical life ministries thank you Thank you, friends, for taking a few minutes this evening to listen to Engaging Truth. You are hearing this interview in particular because someone's gift to ELM made it possible. Would you prayerfully consider making it possible for others to hear by giving to ELM? And so make your gift to ELM, P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410. Your gift is tax deductible and you'll receive a receipt. Thank you.